Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today, and Happy New Year! You know, 2017 was a really great year for me, but I could not be more excited about 2018. What about you? Are you excited for the new year just as much as I am? However you feel about New Year's and this transition that we're in, I think today's topic will be beneficial to you. Today, I'm sharing my top three tips to starting the new year off in a very powerful way. Now, if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you found us. If you're a working Christian mom and you're looking for practical, straight to the point tips to help you grow in your faith, reach your goals, and balance all that life has for you, make sure you hit subscribe because that is what we are all about. And I don't want you to miss any of the upcoming shows. Now, if you're part of our free Facebook community, then you already walked out some of these exercises with me as we closed out 2017 together. And this is just a small continuation of that. There are going to be some extra tips in here that we didn't necessarily talk about in our Facebook group. Also, our Facebook community members got the inside scoop yesterday as I went live talking about a lot of new stuff for Your Life Rocks, for Life Balance membership, and for me personally. I'm going to let you in on some of these big changes at the end of the episode, so make sure you stay tuned till the very end so you don't miss any of that. Now, I want to kick off our three tips with a Bible verse. Today's verse is Matthew 6, 33, and truly, it's one of my absolute favorite verses. And it reads, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. You know, as with all Bible verses, I encourage you to go and grab your Bible and read the context in which this is being shared. Again, that was Matthew 6, 33. And the reason why I chose that verse to share with you today is because it's a new year. It's a time that we go seeking to improve our lives and to set goals. If you listened last week, I went in depth on the three pillars to having balance in your life. And number one was all about aligning your life with Jesus. So for me, Matthew 6.33 really enforces that for us, and it's a great reminder as we begin 2018. Now, if you missed that episode last week where I went in depth on all three of those pillars, I highly encourage you to go back and you have a listen. So with that, let's get right into the first way that you can start the new year off right. So number one, let go of the past. You know, in the Bible, it tells us that his mercies are new every morning. God has extended us grace, and forgiveness. Have you done that same thing for yourself? What about the other people in your life? Are you extending grace and forgiveness to you and to them? You know, it's really, really hard to move forward in the new year and towards a new us and a new goals and all of those things if we're tied to the things in the past. You will not get forward very far before it pulls you right back. So if you haven't done so already, maybe you need to unpack the last year. Now, it's totally true that you could be holding on to some things that are much older than anything that happened in 2017, but just reviewing that last year is a great place to start. I encourage you go through the year starting with where we are now and move yourself backwards, and then you can go back forward again to make sure you don't miss anything. But I highly encourage you grab your journal, and as you're going through, you start just looking for the blessings. Start looking for the answered prayers, for the miracles that God did in your life. 
You know, sometimes the hard stuff can be a blessing. Sometimes unanswered prayers can really be the answer to our prayers without us knowing about it. And we don't always see those things unless we pause and we take the time to go back through and look and see what God has done in our life. Now, as you're walking through the year and you're looking for all that really, really good stuff, you're naturally going to find the not so good stuff. Write those things down. Put it before the Lord. Once you're done and you have that list, put it before the Lord. Pray about it. Pray that he would give you that strength and the courage, the courage to let it all go. You know, everything happens for a reason and God can use any of it for good, but we have to give it to him in order for him to be able to use that, right? If we're holding on to it, if we're holding on to those grudges, then it's just going to be festering inside of us and keeping us where we are now and not where we want to be. So give it to God so that he can use it for your good. So that's number one. Number two are to set your intentions for the year. Now, notice I didn't say goals. I love setting goals, but I hate setting goals for an entire year. New Year's resolutions. A year is just too long. Like, I just can't even imagine. Like, where I ended the year is so different than where I began the year. My values, well, my values were the same. But you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other circumstances that were very, very different. The things I was looking for in life, the things I wanted in life, situations with relationships, with my kids are different. They're older. You know, all of those things we can't always foresee. So rather than setting a goal or resolutions for the year, think more about intentions. You know, a goal is all about the end game. It's about uh, crossing that finish line. It's measurable. You can see it. You can you can put it down into like numbers or a timeline. Where an intention, you can't really do that with an intention. An intention is more of a feeling. It's more free flowing. It's just kind of more descriptive, but it allows the freedom for God to then bring some clarity to that, right? So you can just put those desires out to him and see what he does with those. Now, as you're setting this intention, it might be just one word. And I've actually read um, a book about setting a word for the year. I know it's really popular for people to do that. But for me, it might be a word. It might be a phrase. Some years it's been a word. Some years it's been a phrase. I know in our Facebook group when we were talking about this, some people had a word. Some people had a phrase. Some people just had like a thought that they couldn't quite put into words, but they knew in their heart what they wanted that intention to be. But ultimately, it's something that you're believing for. It's something that you're praying for for the new year. And this intention, it should influence the goals that you do set. I, for one, really love 90-day goals. I think it's a perfect time for me to be setting goals because it's long enough you can actually do something, but it's short enough that you don't get sidetracked or life gets crazy and you just kind of abandon the goal. You can really stick to three months, 90 days. That's, that's doable. So as you're setting those 90-day goals, your intentions really should influence what those goals are. Also, your intentions should influence the things you do, the things that you say yes to that come up in life, and the things that you need to say no to in your life. For me, my intention for the new year is to move forward with intention. Yes, the word intention is in my intention, and I know that that's probably silly, but I have a really clear vision for my life. I've been praying about it. I feel like it's a vision that... God gave me years ago, and it's time for me to start moving toward that vision. I've been kind of like stuck in a spot and just kind of going through life and thinking about the vision, but not necessarily moving forward with intention, letting that vision really define the things that I say yes to, the things that I say no to, and how I take action in things. Because let's face it, there are some things that might seem good. They might sound good, and they might 
maybe even make me think that I'm moving forward, but are they intentionally making me move forward towards that vision that I have, towards fulfilling what I really want my life to be about? And that's where I really have to use that lens of that intention to make those decisions. Because I have this personality type, and maybe you can relate to this, maybe not, uh, but I have a personality type where I can just pile work onto myself. I can just make up things to do. (laughs) I can fill out an entire sheet of to-dos, even if there's nothing that really needs to be done. And so in the new year, I have to be more selective, and I have to simplify a bit more. I'm not going to do stuff that does not make sense, the the things that are not going to actually move forward. So I encourage you to really pray and see what God has on your heart. I mean, that's for me. All of my intentions have come from time in prayer um, where I feel like God's really placed something on my heart that he wants me to go after, that he wants me to do. He has birthed that inside of each of us. And so we just need to spend that quiet time to connect with him and listen and see what it is that he has for you. All right, this brings me to number three, and it is all about taking action. And I know sometimes when we talk about like setting goals and things like that, we can think about taking action. So for example, one of the things that I'm doing to take action in the new year, which does not necessarily apply to what I'm talking about, so there's a bit of a difference here, is I'm doing Whole30 to bring my nutrition back in alignment. It's not a goal of mine to lose weight. I mean, it kind of is, but not really in the bigger scope of things. I just want to be healthier. I want to be more in alignment with what God calls me to do with my life. And for me, that's not turning to food when I'm stressed or emotionally out of whack, which is typically the case. If I'm procrastinated about something, if I'm stressed about something, if I'm emotional about something, I turn to food instead of turning to him. So I'm doing Whole30 as like a reset so I can bring myself more in alignment with God. So while my New Year's resolution or my New Year goal is not necessarily to lose weight. That's an action that I'm taking to do that. But I just really love the time of year, the season that we're just ending like between Christmas and New Year's, even all of Christmas. It's just so much mental stuff, right? Of being present with our family, of analyzing things, both personal and in career, right? So career-wise, it's a good time to be reviewing the previous year, setting goals, budgets, all of that kind of stuff for the new year. It's a lot of mental stuff, and it's really easy to get stuck in that mental gear. And I highly encourage you not to, to take massive action right away. So Whole30, some people might see it as like a massive action. For me, it's, you know, it's somewhat. It's it's really just more preparing me mentally to go into the new year, which I'm all about. But when I'm talking about massive action, I'm talking about like action of faith, things that make you really have to rely on God to fill in the blanks for a lot of things. Because here's one thing I have learned after coaching so many women, after working with so many people, um, corporately, personally, and just knowing myself, oftentimes we know exactly what we need to do in order to live the life we want to live, yet we don't always make those decisions. We don't always make the right choices that are in alignment with what we want to do. And sometimes it's because we're scared, sometimes because it feels too big, sometimes we we feel like we're making those decisions, but we're really kind of dragging our feet. We're not actually doing it. And so I just encourage you to decide to do something different this year. You know, it was a few years ago that I had this realization of the power of a bold move. At the time, I was working as a country director for a health and wellness company. I lived in Arizona. My office was in Arizona, but I traveled a few weeks each month 
to Canada. Um, I'm not Canadian, but I love the country and that's where I worked. That's what I, I oversaw was the Canadian market. And while I really, really loved the company, I loved what I did for work, I loved traveling. It wasn't even that I hated traveling, but it just wasn't an alignment with the life that I really wanted to live for myself and for my family. And just like a lot of things in life, we can get stuck in the hamster wheel of life and, and it gets hard to stop the wheel when it's when it's rolling, right? When, a, when inertia is taking over, momentum is taking over, it's really hard to stop the cycle and choose to do something different. And that's why a bold action to get to the life that you want to live is so important. Doing that bold action stops the hamster wheel. It stops the motion and allows you to pause for a minute and actually make a choice. So I want to keep going or do I want to go a different way? And I was just at that point where I just needed to decide to go a different way. And so I met with my boss at the end of the year and I told him that in the new year, the next year, I didn't want to be traveling. Now, I was committed to things that I had put in place, both business and for travel, through April. So it was really like four months away that I knew I was going to need to continue traveling. But I let him know that beyond that point, I needed to change and that I totally understood that my position required me to travel. And so I totally understood that it would probably mean I would need to find a new position but I would hope that it was would be with the same company, um, but I also understood if that wasn't possible. Now, let me be clear. I was not quitting my job. I was not giving notice. I was not doing anything like that. All I was doing was communicating with my boss because we had built a trusting relationship of what my intentions were. I was making like a line in the sand, putting a stick down and saying, look, this is what I am going to be doing with my life. And I understand if there's going to be need to be some changes. Now, it wasn't just like I thought this up on some weird afternoon and went into his office and had this conversation. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of conversation with my husband. There was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of prayer prior knowing that we needed to have that change, but not knowing where it would come from. Because my husband at the time was a stay-at-home dad. So like this was it for us, right? And so we really had to make that bold move and knowing that God would provide something, whether it's another job or a different position within the company or whatever it would look like. But I had to trust that if God put that intention in me, if he put that desire in me, which I totally felt that he did through our prayer time, then he would have a resolution for me. But I needed to take that step out in faith and trust that he held on to my future, not myself. It wasn't me who could do the things and plan the things of whatever was going to be that God had for me. If God had something for me, he was going to deliver it to me. And I had to trust that, but I had to make room to step out in faith for that to happen. And ever since that year, it all played out amazingly. God is incredibly good. But ever since that year, I realized the power of making a bold move, of stepping out in faith. And so now that's just something that I do. And sometimes it's around the new year. Sometimes God puts things on my heart that's not in alignment with a new year resolution or goal. And so then I do something bold to step out in faith then. But because I feel like there's so much reflection and so much time that I go deep into prayer this time of year, I feel like that it just allows me to hear better from God. So it's a good time to be stepping out and having that bold action. So I encourage you to do that same thing, to really pray and and see what God would lay on your heart and to take that bold action of faith, to trust him that whatever he has for you, that whatever he's laid on your heart, that he he will make a way for those things. You don't have to worry about doing that. You just need to have faith that it's going to happen. And sometimes that requires that bold move to stop the hamster wheel. 
Now, I told you at the beginning of the show that I had a bunch of things to share with you at the end, and the first of it is my bold move that I did this year. Early in December, uh, my intention for the new year was becoming really clear. In my prayer time with God, it was just becoming very, very evident of what it was going to be. And remember, I said, for me, my intention this year is to move forward with intention. And so I really just started to pray about it a little bit deeper and giving it to God and knowing that he would find a way to line things up. Now, I never count on God to answer my prayers. So it's really easy for me to start daydreaming of all the different ways that this could be fulfilled. But I try really hard not to pray for those things. I try really hard not to get tied to those things because God is so creative. I mean, you look at this earth that he created and all of the creatures in it, like he's a pretty creative God and it's worked out pretty well so far. So I have to trust him that he can do the same thing in my life. Well, within about a week of really starting to pray and hand this over to him, I was approached about a new position in the career field that I left about a year and a half ago. Yep, when I made that bold move and went into my boss's office, it turned out that come June of that next year, I had left the company to pursue opening a business with my husband. And so I've been out of that industry now for about a year and a half. And my first instinct when I first heard about the position and I was first approached about the position, because it hasn't been the first time that something like this has happened since I left my other job. So my first instinct was just to turn it down, to say, I don't have time for that uh, between your life rocks and what I'm doing um, for our family business and everything. There's just not time for me to take on a full-time job, more than full-time job. But something in my spirit told me I needed to pursue it. So I was obedient. And two weeks later, and after several interviews that just got me more and more excited and reignited a passion in me for what I used to do and what I used to love, I found myself accepting the job offer. Now I get to do what I love with very little travel, and it's moving me forward toward the vision of my life with intention. God is so good. He is so good, you guys, just to trust in him and not to be so rigid and so tied into our own desires and to put him first, to seek him first. And he wants to grant those desires of your heart, but he wants to be first in your heart above all of those desires. So after working in my husband's business and helping him launch that and doing all of the business stuff and marketing and advertising, I'm now returning to the corporate world. Now, Your Life Rocks is not going anywhere. Don't you worry. You can still count on weekly podcast episodes. And I'm so excited to share this journey with you. So we will be moving in the next week, um, starting the new job, doing some traveling, all of that kind of stuff. So I'll be sharing all of that over on Instagram, Instagram stories. So make sure you follow me at your.life.rocks and join our Facebook group because I'll be sharing about it there as well. Now, to keep the exciting news rolling, I'm super excited to be announcing a new Bible study kind of slash course workshop to help you create goals that are in alignment with God. Remember, that's the number one pillar for balance. And so it just makes sense that we expand from just the systems to really helping you do just that. This is the number one thing of helping you create more balance in your life is really letting God govern every area of your life. And that's what the Bible study is all about. And it is called Setting Goals in God's Will. Now, a lot like my favorite childhood books, it's somewhat of a choose-your-own-adventure. You can choose to do the study in four weeks, uh, which is doing 
Bible study six days a week, or you can do it in eight weeks, which is just three studies in the week. So you can kind of pick your pace, whatever you feel like you are up for. It has been designed to fit perfectly into your morning routine, so know that it's there for that. It's also good to note that it's an actual... Bible study, meaning you won't get a lot of commentary from me. I want to provide a platform where you can really hear from the Lord. You're going to be diving into the Word. I will be giving you Bible verses for every study, as well as questions to answer, uh, to pray about, to think about, to journal about each and every single day. Now, this will move through the eight areas of life. So you'll be uh, studying things that help you with your faith, with marriage, with parenting, your career, health, home, finances, and your friendships, and having a lot more fun in your life. So I'm really excited to be giving this to you guys and releasing it. It is right now live inside Life Balance Membership. And at the end of the study, I provide some exercises and things to help you take everything you learned and put it into goals for 90 days that you can really go after so that you're really starting to put into practice to take that bold action to align your life with God. So with that, moving into the last piece of big news uh, to share with you around Your Life Rocks is that the courses inside Life Balance Membership will soon be available to purchase outside of the membership. So this is happening in January. I wanted it to happen January 1st, but with the first thing that I mentioned, the new job starting, um, it's been a little bit delayed, but it is going to be here this month in the next few weeks. Now, of course, the best value to do all of the courses, whether it's setting goals after God's will or the other goal setting course we have, the life balance course, rebalance, the morning routine course, all of these things, the best value to do them is inside the membership. But I have listened and some of you have expressed that you don't like the commitment factor of being involved in a membership and you just wanna purchase the courses and the resources, things that you need a la carte. So. I'm offering that to you starting this month. So check out lifebalancemembership.com for more info on that and yourliferocks.com as well. Now, I will say that the Setting Goals in God's Will Bible Study is currently available both in the membership and outside the membership. So you can find information on that on both of those websites. Well, I want to thank you again for hanging out with us today. Be sure to follow me on Instagram or Facebook. And yes, even on Twitter if you're over there, for more tips and inspiration throughout the week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review or share it with a friend. It means so much to me. And when you do that, it makes this free resource even easier for other working Christian moms to find. Now, I hope you join us next week as we learn from a guest expert on how to actually be intentional with one of those home projects that always brings out the mom guilt in me. Yep, we're talking pictures and memories of our kids. What better way of starting off the new year than tackling straight away one of those things that always ends up on the back burner and makes me feel super guilty. I'm sure you're the same. So we're going to be talking about that next week. It's going to be a great show. Until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.